Welcome to SEC Primetime, or should I say SEC Post-SEC Championship Primetime, <laughs> because was that not an instant classic that we witnessed on Saturday? We did not serve rat poisoning to the Alabama Crimson Tide and the rats ran free. And especially <laughs> when you look at just the job Bryce Young did, you know, Jamison Williams, John Mechie in the first half, uh, the, the Georgia wall, we saw some cracks. We saw that as great as a front seven can be, that secondary didn't get a lot of attention this year. And Alabama made up for it. They made sure they got a season's worth of attention in one game. Uh, Clint, when you look at this, were you surprised at not only the outcome, but the score in the outcome in this game? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, no question. I was definitely surprised. And I was surprised that the, the 41, 24, the, 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 uh, what, what appeared score wise to be a pretty good beating by Alabama. And if you watch the game, I think that's pretty accurate. I think, I think that was, was a, a pretty good uh, beating that Alabama put on Georgia and hell yeah, I was surprised. Look, I thought it was going to be, uh, flip-flopped. I thought Georgia was going to was gonna skull drag Bama, no doubt about it. I didn't think Bama had the horses this year for once in Saban's career. I, I thought he was going to that game and didn't have the horses, and um, boy, was I ever wrong, because I, I think there were several things on the Georgia front. Let's talk about Georgia first. For me, there were several things, right? Like, one, the game plan. Like, I, I expected the Georgia Bulldogs' plan to consist of whatever it took to get pressure on Bryce Young, especially after watching Auburn have really four quarters worth of success. Derek Mason's defense was lights out, and they were relentless with the pressures. And I thought for sure that Georgia would come out and do some of that. Now, I think they eventually got to it, but it, it seemed like they may have been a little bit arrogant coming into that game thinking, well, we can just play our base fronts. We've mixed coverages up in the back, and we can get away with this. And – I'm just going to tell you right now, in hindsight, I don't care how talented you are in the secondary. If Bryce Young can sit in that pocket and process what's going on and get through his progressions and deliver the ball on, on platform, on time, you have zero chance. I don't, give a ch I don't give a damn if you're Georgia. So the biggest surprise, and I got several, but the biggest surprise for me, Max, was that they didn't come out with a plan to flat-out pressure both the Alabama's tackles and ultimately create chaos around Bryce Young. I thought if they – from the going into the game, I thought that is a no-brainer. They're going to do that. And if they do, it's going to be a long game for Alabama. It'd be a wrap Georgia win. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Pressure <clears throat> just wasn't there. And, you know, you know, we talked about how great Jordan Davis was, yeah. right? And Jordan Davis might have been an outside shot. Um, at getting an opportunity to go to, you know, New York if he had a good game. And Jordan Davis, I mean, they did a great job of double-teaming him. And like you said, because there wasn't that add-on fifth and sixth guy on the pressure, you're able to dedicate two men to one blocker on, on, on a given time. And, yeah. <clears throat> and it was just surprising that, you know, it's almost like they went in, I have to say arrogant, but cocky cocky about our four can beat your five you know what i'm saying and we're just yeah. gonna sit back in coverage and just wait for you to throw into a tight window well the problem yeah. is bryce young has a laser 
for focus. So when you did have a tight window, it looked like a mile for him. And yeah. you know, you didn't really have a lot of answers for Jamison Williams um, on on the top half of your coverage. You know, with the safety rotations and everything. So it was, yeah, it was perplexing. <clears throat> and listen, that second quarter. Bama put on an absolute clinic of how to dismantle Georgia. I mean, to hang 24 in the manner that they did in the matter yeah. of 15 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, well, you're like, you're just looking, you're doing this the entire time. Looking back, you're like, oh my God. They're just, and Stetson Bennett, yes, you know, for what we've said about Stetson Bennett, being a managerial type. Yep. This was one of the things where the run game did not come come out to play. And so you put a lot more pressure on Stetson Bennett. And, you know, I, I think this is one of the things where, you know, Nick Saban was waiting for this. He was waiting for this, sitting sitting there in the low grass, right? He's just, just okay, right. all right, yeah, yeah, we're third, we're third. Is that what you think? Is that what you think? Yeah. I'll show you my key. And they had an excellent <laughs> game plan. And once again, an assistant that we thought would finally topple the giant. We thought young Padawan will become Jedi master and it didn't happen. You're still a Padawan. You yeah. haven't, you know, Mace Windu is still in charge here and, and you have not been able to conquer that feat. And it's just, it's amazing to me that no matter the talent, no matter the recruiting, no matter what it is, Saban always finds a way. I mean, yeah. he's only, he's only been locked out of one playoff. Since it's been created, yeah. he's only missed one. He's been in seven of these. It's it's one of those things where we have to just – I have to stop doubting. I really have to stop doubting yeah. no matter what I see. Well, well Matt, Matt, here's the deal, though. Here's You're right about Saban. Look, I'll never doubt Saban again. I'll never doubt Belichick. I mean, I'm over it. I, I thought the gap was too large this year for even Saban to, to, to be able to close the gap that quickly in a game. But here's where we're at now. That game's over, right? That yeah. game is over. Right. And, and, and when you – Alabama won the game and Alabama – catapulted to the number one spot. Okay, we, we get it. That, that game's over. As we talk about teams moving forward, there's nobody in the top four that should have learned more from their championship game than Georgia. And there's two things. Number one, you're not beating Bama rushing for playing coverage. I don't care if you call it a busted coverage or a combo coverage. It's man zone crap that everybody's playing. I don't care what you call it. You are not going to beat Bama unless you make – Bryce Young, uncomfortable consistently. And I'm not talking about uncomfortable around his feet. I'm talking about knocking his head off consistently like Auburn did. Number one, Georgia goes into the next game. If they get a next game against uh, Alabama, you go into that game with a totally different game plan on defense. And number two, Georgia learned, which I think we already knew, but we just didn't know how detrimental it could be. Georgia knows right now that they're not winning a shootout with Stetson Bennett. And now I'm not blaming everything on Stetson Bennett. I know right now the, the, the tight end, the young tight end, is the best weapon he's got. Hell, it's the only weapon he's got in terms of, of, of throwing the football around the park. Pickens is back. We'll see what kind of progress he can make over the next month. But ultimately, offensively, Georgia learned that they're not winning a, a shootout with Stetson Bennett. So the biggest question of the college football playoffs, the biggest question of bowl season – is going to be answered the day that Georgia takes the field against Michigan, right? The week before the championship in the semifinals, when Georgia takes the field against Michigan, if JT Daniels is the quarterback, 
their ceiling offensively is, is much, much higher than it was with Stetson Bennett. And that's the decision of the college ball playoffs. Does Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs, do they ride with what got them there in Stetson Bennett, even though it was clear that that ceiling's low and you're not winning a shootout versus Cincinnati or Alabama, whoever you catch in the championship game, if you do indeed get there, you're not winning a shootout with Stetson Bennett. Do they go to JT Daniels, the former Heisman candidate, the player that, no doubt about it, the quarterback that, no doubt about it, is, is more confident from the pocket, on platform, in the pocket, staring down the barrel, can deliver the football at all three levels of the football field. Their ceiling is higher offensively. Do they pull that trigger? That's the question of the college football playoffs. And, and I'm talking about all the damn bowls, right? I'm talking about yeah. all of them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the one question. We know who Cincinnati is. We know who Michigan is. We know who's, who Saban's going to trot out there. We know all that. The Georgia Bulldogs should be a different-looking team on both sides of the football come that first that first round game against Michigan. And I'm here for it, man. Yeah, no, I mean that that's gonna be an interesting question, right? Right, Clint, because when you look at Michigan, you look at Kate McNamara and the way that that Michigan team is built, they're built very similarly to Georgia. Yep. So it's not gonna be a high scoring affair. You know, it's going to be ball possession and which defense is going to inflict pain on the other offense. That's how this game It's going to be a very old school type of game, you know, where the quarterbacks are, eh, if you don't have JT yeah. Daniels in right state, Sesson Bennett, Cade McNamara, they're like right here. They're like right here. So you're yep. looking at, okay, how are we going to do when it comes to a James Cook, when it comes to those type of running backs in the backfield, against Hassan Haskins and cover, right? The run game is going to be at a premium in this game. And then you got bullying defense. Aiden Hutchinson is the one that's going to be there in New York as one of the four finalists for the Heisman. And then you have Jordan Davis, right? You have the marquees on each side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see how you match up. But like you said, it would be interesting if you do install JT Daniels, that means you're forward looking, right? No question. You're forward looking to the championship yeah. game and you want to get him some reps under his belt. Or if you're saying, listen, we got to get through this game to get through it if Stetson Bennett's the starter. So yeah. that's that that that's 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 gonna be a big thing to watch. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that's gonna be very key. Well, Max, here and here's the deal, too. I think there was a lot of talk during the game, during the, the SEC championship game, of like, well, should should Kirby Smart come out of halftime and go to JT Daniels? I want to be loud and clear. I ain't here with all that. When, when you commit to a dude and, and, and he's playing a game and, and if he's – I don't care if he's dug a hole at halftime, he deserves a chance to come out in that second half and, and lead whatever kind of kind of push you can make down the stretch to, to win that ball game. I'm not with – I know the Tua thing worked out when, when Saban benched Jalen Hurts and put Tua in and Tua I – know I know that worked out, and that was beautiful, right? But I, yeah. I ain't here with it. I, I didn't like the decision when that happened. I know everybody else did because of the results. But but I, I'm looking at it. And I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't like a, a player losing his job in that particular instance. With with with, and instead of getting the opportunity to bail his team out, he was benched, and somebody else had the opportunity to bail his team out. And and, and again, I'm just not here for a person, right? So I was. I, I did not. I'm glad that Kirby Smart did not go to Stetson Bennett at that point at halftime of the SEC championship game. I think that's wrong in terms of the players. However. Now that we've all sat back and we've evaluated the film, 
I, I think it's a no-brainer. You cannot win a championship with that low ceiling offense. You cannot win a championship with a quarterback that can't consistently strike effortlessly down the field. You cannot win a championship with a quarterback that's eh, average athlete at best that can get that can move around and 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 versus ten of the twelve opponents during the year can go get first downs like that ain't that ain't gonna get it done in the college football playoffs. And so right now, if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm going to JT Daniels. I'm try, I'm doing everything I can to make sure my boy Pickens is healthy. And, uh, and and we're going to see if we can't raise the ceiling a bit and, and create a little bit of a, a, a higher ceiling offense for these college football playoffs. I, I, I think it's I think it's 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 a fascinating question or a fascinating discussion to have uh, and a wait here to see what Kirby Smart decides to do, Max. I, I think it's I think it's a no brainer, but I'm sure, you know, he's sitting there having to having to talk to these kids every day. Probably a little tougher decision in Athens. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely got there. And he's got a little, he's got a little, he's got a little brown water in, in his cup as he makes his decision <laughs> looking at looking at the sheets. But I think I think it is important, you know, because like you said, I, I'm in agreement with you too. I don't like, you know, mid-game transfers. Yeah. You've got three weeks here to come up with the best game plan you can against the Michigan team that you saw just absolutely walk the dog on Iowa. Yeah. You know, Iowa got treated how you got treated in your championship game. And you're trying to prevent that. So, like you said, having three weeks, making sure that you have a rock-solid game plan. You learned a lot. Hopefully you learned a lot in this loss. You know, you learn more in your yeah. losses than you do your victories. Because, you, you know, you kind of wipe things under the yeah. rug and sweep it. Like, ah, don't worry about that. Look, it, we got this dub, this, this shiny dub chain. We're good. Now you've taken the loss. Now you got to start from your wounds. You got to learn. And like you said, it's going to be pressure. Pressure is at a premium. You must establish that. Get back to your roots. It's not going to be four man pressures are going to win this game. And then, like you said, how do we change the narrative on the offense? Yes, when you look at the final stats of what Stetson Bennett, you say, ah, not bad, right? 340, you know, over 50% completions. They've got two interceptions, though. But then you look across, the other guy's a Heisman favorite, and you're like, uh, okay, this dude threw for 420 yards on our defense that hasn't been allowing over 150 yards pretty much all year. Yeah. So you need to you need to rewrite that. And Max, we're looking at Max, your secondary. Max, the, the thing is, is when and I don't want to beat the dead horse of these two quarterbacks. Yeah. Look, it's clear JT Daniels is is the better quarterback here. But but Stetson Bennett is a guy that that from a game plan perspective, we're not talking about a slight difference where coaches go, ah, it really doesn't matter who starts, man. They both have their own, their own advantages. They both have their own strengths that are different. But I mean, no, th these are like the, the defensive game plan for whoever Georgia's playing is totally different. If Stetson Bennett's a quarterback, right? I mean, in my opinion, you, you can, you can track down, you can track down and, and clamp down your coverage because of, of the, the lack of arm strength, the lack of ability to drive the football down the field, right? You can spy a defender to keep him in the pocket. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do versus Stetson Bennett that you just – I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, that you just can't do if JT Daniels is the quarterback. So we'll see what they do there. Look, here's here's what I know. is If, if Georgia goes into this Michigan ball, ball game as is, man, look, this is George Foreman, uh, Larry Holmes in their early 50s. I mean, this is two greats, big bodies, just leaning on each other, slapping around, 
until the, the bell rings and somebody ends up winning that ball game. So I hope it's JT Daniels because then Georgia has a little bit of uh, a little bit of advantage in the strike ability department. But uh, we'll see what happens. I hope I hope it's not George Foreman, Larry Holmes in the early fifties. I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hope it's more rumble in the jungle, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now a quick message from our sponsors over at BetterHelp. Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? Well, if there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. Professional help done securely online. Check out betterhelp.com slash primetime. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to accessing professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. And do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash primetime. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash primetime today. We'll give a little bit of attention to uh, to Alabama and uh, Cincinnati in this, which, I mean, when you look at it on the surface, you're like David versus Goliath, right? I mean, this is how you look at it with Cincinnati. But, I, I listen, I think Cincinnati has the offensive capability. Like you said, you talk about having a quarterback who can go high power. I think Desmond Ritter is that guy um, who can go high power. The question is, are you going to be able to apply enough pressure to Bryce Young to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I well, think that's the key. That's the key. Look, I mean, here's the deal, Max, is Cincinnati's playing with house money, man. I mean, I, I look, I, I, I wish they would have caught Georgia or Michigan because then you've got a little contrasting style. But nonetheless, I mean, Cincinnati ain't got no choice. Cincinnati can't be arrogant or cocky, whatever, like Georgia did coming against Alabama. They got to watch the Auburn film and go, well, we got one shot. We got to bring one more hat than they can block, and we got to hit that quarterback all day long. We hope we get some tip balls. We hope we get some sacks. We hope we get some TFLs. And then on offense, right, you got a very similar style to Bama. I mean, it's not as explosive, obviously, but when you talk about you talk about a well-oiled, um, high-level executing offense, that's who Cincinnati is, man. You look at you look at Cincinnati's offense and Desmond Ritter. I mean, dude's processing at an extremely high level. I mean, he's making – like when you talk about throws, when you turn the film on, some dudes are just making easy, you know, the old post route over the top or the corner or the go route. I mean, those are easy throws for a quarterback, right? You just throw it up and hope you got a, a better dude on the other end of it to go make the catch. When you flip on Desmond Ritter's film, there's several throws every game where you're like, man, the degree of difficulty there was through the roof. Dude had a linebacker staring down at, you know, he's staring down a barrel of a linebacker. It was a weird angle on the wheel route, and he had a safety over the top, and the dude drops it in the hole somehow, like in a in a in a, a garbage can on the sideline at 26 yards down the field. I mean, dude is executing at an extremely high level, 
and what Luke Fickle and the Cincinnati Bearcats are asking him to do offensively, the degree of difficulty is up there. And so when you look at these two offenses, Alabama and Cincinnati, you go, these are two of the more exo- – not exotic, what am I looking for? I'm looking like, – like what they do is most colleges aren't doing it. Like most college quarterbacks aren't executing these types Elevated. of offenses. Elevated. Yeah, like I mean – that, yeah. I mean, you you got you you got a bunch of offenses that are trying to play up here, but their quarterbacks can't figure it out. And then you yeah. got a bunch of quarterbacks that are really good that are playing in some really vanilla schemes because they're better than everybody else. Very rarely do you find a team that's got this offense that's exotic, it's creative, it's I mean, it, it's it's top level offense. And then you got a quarterback that's right there that's executing at that high level too. Both of these teams, Alabama and Cincinnati, they have that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Desmond Ritter's looking at, you know, just shy of 3,500 yards passing, 30 TDs, eight interceptions. I mean, that, that that's that's a guy going against. I mean, look at the last game and say, ah, he only he only attempted 17 passes. They were running rough shot over Houston, so he didn't well, need to, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying, throw it as well, much. But like you said, the passes he did make were absolutely some of the passes that needed to be made and that are very hard to do. Yeah, Max, I think there's – we can look at the U of H. I mean, they were 0 for 8 on third down and 0 for 1 on fourth down. I mean, we, we can look at that, and, and like you said, he threw it 17 times. That You're going to do more than that in a championship game, right? Yeah. But but I, I just – I believe – I don't know if I believe it or not, but look, I'm excited to see if Desmond Ritter and, and the Cincinnati offense can do against Alabama what they've done uh, willingly, whenever they need to, whenever they had to. It's almost like they can turn it on in the second half and just yeah. go chew up teams. And I know that, look, I know it was lesser talent, but still, it's hard to do that on air consistently, much less turn the faucet on and off whenever you want to and go win a ball game. So I don't know if Cincinnati can do it. I'm a betting man. I'm going to bet they can't. I don't think they can stay close to Bama, but I'm here for the matchup. I'm, I'm here for yeah. the excitement. I'm here for the buildup. No question about it. Yeah, I'm here to see a group of five team finally break through. You That's know? right. It, it, this is now the actual time where we can say, listen, it happened. We don't have to guess. We don't have to speculate. We don't have to piss and moan about it. No, it's yeah. happening. You want it in group of five? Here it is. Yeah. You're taking on the juggernaut. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead. Let, let's see what you got toe-to-toe. And maybe we get a Boise State type of situation, right? Maybe we get yeah. that team that can actually go over and topple Goliath. But for right now, I'm not bending against it because the Goliath you picked happened to be the one Goliath that nobody ever wants to see in, in this round. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless you're yeah. Ohio State the first year when it happened, that's it. Yeah. When they come in, they steamroll. So, Max, I, I'm here for it, man. Look, I mean, there there are 66 group of five teams, I believe is the number. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm here for the betterment of college football. And I'm sure we're going to go to field of 12 events, so they're going to they're going to ex- expand the playoffs. But right now, starting next year, there are 66 more teams. I'm not going to try to do the math. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But there are 66 more football teams in America that can start that can, all summer long. They can prep with a different motivation, right? They can work out. They can, and then when the season starts, there's 66 more teams that go, hey, if we go undefeated, we can get in. It's not hearsay. We don't have to believe what the coach says. All we got to do is look at the 2021 college football playoffs. Is there a lot of chaos above? Sure. But that team took care of their business in Cincinnati, and now they're being rewarded with it. And I, I'm that, that, is, that is unbelievable for college football in general in a sense of those 66 teams being able to have a different 
uh, outlook to their season every single year until they expand the playoffs. I love it, man. Yep. The the message there, stay the course. That's stay right. the course. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's all it is. That's all it is. Now we've got a precedent. The precedent has been set. So now all we have to do is follow the blueprint. And the blueprint is just win, baby, win. Al Davis style, right? That's what you have to do. Uh, So we kind of talked about it. We kind of uh, looked over college football playoffs. Obviously, we saw where the final four ended up. Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincy four. Uh, We also had our our bowl selections. Uh, You know, I'm I'm looking at it. I mean, I I liked where a lot of the teams and the schools went. Um, There was none that really jumped out like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see this matchup. But I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't wait for you know the Gator Bowl. But uh, but I think you know I look at it and I'm, I'm like I'm happy with where a lot of guys went. You know, it was good to see Ole Miss jump in there um, and get and get it get a January one bowl. I thought you know Lane Kiffin and company oh, they did a good job. Max, it was huge. What the hell are you talking about, baby? Yeah. It was huge. I mean, look, when, when when Bama got in, when Bama for sure got in and they beat Georgia, that automatically put two in the college football playoffs, bumped Ole Miss up to a, 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 a New Year's six, and then what did that do to my Razorbacks, baby, and everybody else in the SEC? Hey, look <laughs> out. We got we went we, we had a hell of a year, eight and four, had some good dubs. Hey, we're sitting there excited to be bowl eligible, but guess what? And Bama goes out there and does us a favor. We're sitting right here. And we go, oh, oh, it's going to be a little bit better. Bowl. Hell yeah, it matters. I mean, all these all these bowl teams, everybody jumped up a, a level of a bowl game, if you will, because yeah. of what Bama did, because of what of Ole Miss jumping in that New Year's Six. Look, I, I'm here for it, man. I think there's a lot of kick-ass football games, man. You mentioned Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Baylor is going to be killer. Lane Kiffin versus Aranda. Are you kidding me? That defense that we just watched shut down Oklahoma State. In a, in a championship game, I mean, I think yeah. that's going to be a killer, killer matchup, man. Um, you, you look at—I love the Kentucky-Iowa matchup. Stoop, you know, the Stoop brothers got a ton of—they got a yeah, ton of, uh, of, of of history in, at Iowa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, exactly. That's that's going to be badass. And and uh, man, look, who in the hell, Big Max? Who in the hell would have thought that my Arkansas Razorbacks would have been eight and four? And I'll be damned if Talk they about it. Hey, hey, Big Max, them bitches are it. hey, they're favorites against Penn State. Ten yeah. million dollar a year coach, national championship <laughs> talking before the season started. And they're favorites. And we're going to Florida, baby. Well, you know Tampa about Bay. Florida, Big Max. You know what Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Hey, listen, the outback, oh, I went my last two years in a row, and I was like, you know what? I went to sugar, I went to orange. But dang it, I had a blast in Tampa Bay for those bowl games. I had an absolute blast. And so I, I couldn't be happier, you know, for Sam Pittman and that, and that Razorback crew. I, that, hey, don't let me catch you on the beach with your toes in the sand with a corona, okay? <laughs> hey, I am. I'm, I'm a, man, that old ginger chest there is going to be hanging out. I'm, I'm, paste, hey, I'm pasted in a sun, bitch. Hey, toes up. <laughs> Silver bullet in hand, baby. Come yeah. on down. Let's have a tequila yeah. when the sun goes down, man. Hey, hey, well, hey I will See definitely it. toast to that. I mean, but yeah, you know, I look at it and, you know, 
I but you know you know it's an interesting matchup for me, and it's not because of my my alumnus or my or my uh, my bias here. But I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Gasparilla Bowl, which of course is Tampa Light uh, for a bowl game. Uh, you know, uh, but going against UCF, I thought this was interesting because. Florida UCF is never matched up, right? I mean, you know, Florida did play USF this year, um, but they never like to play teams in the same recruiting regions. Um, and so Florida's forced now to play UCF, which Gus Malzahn has a history yes. against the Gators. And, you sleep know. Sleep if you want to. Yeah, sleep if you want to. So, I mean, that could be a huge, especially when you talk about the recruiting, right? Yeah. You're recruiting and trying to get these kids in the last couple of minutes you know, trying to turn some guys that might not do the early signing. You know, this is this is a huge game. This is a statement game. You know, even though Napier won't be coaching it, um, it'll still be interesting to see uh, how this influences his reach and what he has Come to on. do. Because you you're you're gonna lose a leg up. You don't beat UCF if you, and you're big bad Florida. That's that's gonna hurt. That's that's gonna this, be this a, a must win game. I mean, yeah. look, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't buy into bowl games during vacation. I mean, you, for some teams, they are. Look, for Ole Miss, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I hope they win, but it really doesn't. I mean, they, they've done enough. They're, they're, he got his little extension, or not little extension. He got his extension. Lane Kiffin did. You know, Corral didn't get the Heisman love that he probably should have. But they go into the league. I mean, they, they've done enough. But there's a handful of these ball games, man. Like Missouri, go out there and lose the Army. Come on, man. You're yeah. making the SEC. Hey, and Florida. I mean, look. Again, I'm going to go back, Max. You know this more than anybody. This ain't Florida, Florida State. This ain't Florida, Miami. But it's Florida versus another Florida school, right? Yeah. It's Florida with a new head coach just sitting up in that press box watching. Let's see which one of these dudes down here sleepwalks through the bowl game. Let's see which one of them don't take this game serious enough. Let's see which one of these cats down here playing don't realize the magnitude of Florida being 500 in the SEC East. And, and they don't understand where we got to go and, it, and, and and don't understand that right now. Not next year when Napier literally is on the sideline, but right now, this second. I, there, there's no doubt about it to me, Big Max, that, that Napier can, it probably has. I, if I'm a betting man, which I am, I would bet that Napier walked in that meeting room and said, look here, I got my eye on you. You young cats, what you do over the next month, and what you do in that game right there is going to impact where you start with me. You're going to start third on the depth chart, fourth on the depth chart, because I don't care. Right? Or yeah. you're going to start where you're at right now at a starting position. Right? Sleepwalk through this if you want to. But I'm telling you there's going to be consequences and repercussions. And to me, that's extremely powerful when you're already more – look, they're, they're more gifted than a 500 football team. They're more gifted than Central Florida. Man, I, this is one of them games where I think it's a must-win for, for Florida, for all the reasons you mentioned, recruiting reasons and such, yeah, the, the, the bragging rights in the state. But really, hey, you got a new sheriff in town, boss. You better mind your P's and Q's and be ready to play. Yeah, hey, you only get one shot at making a first impression. That's it. <laughs> and, this, That's it. and this is your one shot. And not only is it in-state game, but it's against in-state opponents. That's the other thing that makes it yep. so gripping. Nobody else has that, right? Nobody else is playing against somebody in their own state. You know, I look at it and I'm like, dude, th this is this is humongous for you because this is this is your shot, right? This is pulling up the flare, boom, firing in the air, like, hey, Florida's here. 
you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're better than Florida State. We're better than Miami. Look at where those two programs are. UCF is here, and they're bowl eligible, the only other one in the state. We got to go prove it. We got to go snatch that victory and let them know, hey, listen, little brother, you're still a little brother. That's right. Big bro's coming. Big That's bro's right. coming, and guess what? I got a brand new bag. I got some, I got some new buddies with me. <laughs> Name's Billy Napier. You know, and so, so yeah, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, if I look at it, no, it, it, it's great across the board. It's great across the board to see all these different games. You know, um, action will pro- will kick off first. What is that? It will be uh, it will be our game. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Missouri, Missouri Army, Army. Will be the first one on the 22nd. Then we followed up the second, and then we got the Birmingham Bowl with Auburn and uh, and Houston. By the way, have you seen that new Birmingham Stadium? No. Oh my God, gorgeous! It's not the old gray really? lady anymore. Not the old gray lady anymore. They they moved a new one downtown, built a new brand new facility. Uh, the UAB kind of uh, spearheaded. It's yeah. a beautiful facility. So I can't wait to see that on TV. I didn't get to do a UAB game this year, so I didn't get to go down there. But uh, that's going to be a beautiful stadium. I mean, I love I love where that's at. But, yeah, like you said, man, I mean, we, we got some good ones. We could talk We could talk about some of the other schools. That's a, $50, that's a $50 fine, Big Max. That's a $50 fine. Listen, it's the house phone. How many people still have house phones? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that, that, that's what makes it tough. Yeah. Everybody, hey, you can always silence your, your cell phone, but remember when that house phone rings, that means that you can't silence that bad boy. You just got to get that's away from it. it. That's great. Oh, no, man. man. But, uh, but, you know, Clint, like, ne- you know, next week you know, over bowl season, we're, we're going we're gonna to dive into these teams a lot more. This is just kind of a little preview, but just to build, whet the appetite, get a little excitement going for uh, for SEC bowl season. Uh, it, so it, it's a good start, though. I, I really like where all the teams landed. landed. I mean, what, what, did, what did the SEC have, 13 or 14 or 12 or 14? Was it 13 or 12? I think it was 12 or 14. The only ones that didn't get in was Vandy. And uh, who was that on the on the uh, Vandy and okay, South Carolina got in? No, it's thirteen. It's thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So only Vandy. Only Vandy, Vandy is the yeah. one that didn't get in. I mean, here's the deal, man. And and, and I, I mean, I, I'd be willing to. I'd, I'd be excited to do more more podcasts to break down each game and that kind of thing, man. But the, the bottom line is, is the SEC again. It, it's it's the powerhouse. And everybody likes to talk about, well, it's it's spearheaded by Bama, which is true. Hell, every conference in America has a, a, a top team or top two teams that that kick everybody's ass all year long, right? I mean, it's just it's yeah. part of, of it's part of college football. Everybody can't be uh, an elite program, but ultimately, when you look at the SEC, and I said this from jump, the reason that the SEC is the best conference in America, right, is because what we're looking at in bowl season. 13 of 14 teams are bowl eligible and 13 of 14 teams have a legit shot to win their, their, their football game. I mean, they're going to, there's going to be a couple of underdogs. There's going to be a couple underdogs, but it wouldn't surprise me if if 90% of the teams that got into, into bowls didn't win games. I mean, this conference top to bottom is by far the best in America. And, and anybody that says any difference in my mind, for what it's worth, loses credibility. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you look at it, like you said, to have almost a clean sweep that these guys were all bowl eligible means we hit 500. It wasn't like, hey, we're trying to talk about graduation rates to qualify them to get them into a bowl game. No, right. right. They went out, they won games. And so 
it's a testament to them. And also it's, it's a kudos to the young men, right. That, that stayed the course that committed themselves, not only as, you know, athletes of the universe, but students as well, you know, to make that dual sacrifice, to have that duality of responsibility in college. Um, it's a true test. Let them, you know, this is, this, this is their celebration. Like your hard work paid off at the end of the year. So go enjoy, you know, have, ha- have a couple of days, let the bowl, let the bowl committee wine and dine you a little bit, go have some fun, ride some jet skis. If you're near a beach, you know, do some activities, but th- this is a celebration of those kids. And the fact that, you know, in our conference, 13 schools get that opportunity, 13 teams uh, get to do that. I, I mean, it, it may, it may let you know, you know, yes, Bama is, is the prop that, that leans it up, but the other teams still have to go win. You still have to make yourself available. You know, it's not just, oh my gosh, we're just collecting money from one. Y'all go out and win. This is a big payday. This is a big payday for the Ain't no doubt. Big Max, let me let me let me pay let, let, let me pay this thing off, man. My man Sam Pittman and them Arkansas Razorbacks, baby. One more time, Big Max. Hey, <laughs> hey, look here. I greatly appreciate what Sam Pittman and them Razorbacks are doing. But let me tell you why, Big Max. December okay. the 29th, December the 29th happens to be my birthday. Oh. January oh. 1, January 1 happens to be New Year's Day. And somewhere in between them two falls New Year's Eve. And I want to thank Sam Pittman and them Arkansas Razorbacks for allowing me and my beautiful wife, who's going to be about, I don't know, about seven, eight months pregnant by that time. I want to thank y'all in advance because we're going to be sitting on that beach, toes up, as I said, ginger <laughs> nation, red chest hair, pasty than a bitch. There it is. Drinking there. a cold Coors Light. Not my wife. She's going to be sitting over there drinking a little lemonade or something. But uh, we're going to have a hell of a birthday, hell of a New Year's Eve, and a hell of a New Year's Day. Thank you, Sam Pittman. I appreciate it. Go home. There we go. Hey, hey, nothing else left to be said right there. As you saw, this is SEC primetime. He's Clint Sterner. I'm Max Starks. We'll see you guys next week. We can't wait to actually get into more of our stuff because our proud sponsors at Bet Rivers always give us lines. We'll get into that as we get into Bowl Mania. But thank you guys for tuning in. Remember to continue to subscribe, click, send your comments. We love it all, and we'll see you next week.